Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 12, Episode 2. I'm ASD. I'm Chris. And I'm Jack. We're back, back like a bad habit. And we're going to, because the three of us are back, I, I just asked you guys and girls and women uh who the greatest spurs trio or just whatever we are what the greatest spurs trios are uh i gave kane deli ali and ericsson because that was devastating but i think sun was sort of part of that so i'm not even sure if that's a great trio is it i'll tell you what i um love this and i i sort of did a little bit of like crowdsourcing as well via the proudly lights whatsapp and i've got a list of them right and i've tried to put them in out in um chronological order i haven't used all of them so apologies to the ones that i haven't used so we're going to start with crooks archibald and hoddle yep um and then segueing into our dealers via and hoddle actually that should maybe that comes first i don't know sheringham klinsman and anderton this next one was from Craig. It might have been my favourite, but that's because it's a silly one of Nabet Pamaro and Atuba, who in 2005, in a 1-0 loss to Newcastle, not only did they play together, they all got booked and they all got subbed. Yep. Um, Berber, Keenan Defoe. Yeah. Um, this one's for you, ASD. Cranchard, Chorluca and Modric. Um, this one someone came up with and I will give it a mention because I think it will be popular, but I won't have it for reasons that you both know, which is Bale, Modric, Van der Vaart. Um, our Belgian trio of Jan, Toby and Moussa. Yeah. yeah. And then the one that we think is going to deliver us the promised land of Kane, Sonny and Decky. Mm. Love it. That's a good Love one. It. Jack, you got any? Did you do any personally? Homework? I, I think I think it's h- harsh that Pletikosa was left out of it. Should have been four of them, shouldn't it? Really, than just the three Croats. But whatever. Um, you say I'm the anti goalkeeper. Um, the only uh, well, the tough. only the, the only other the only other one was Redknapp, Bond, and Jordan. What a coaching trio they were when we had that. That was that was like they were amazing to watch. Like. The night when Joe Jordan was like going to have a fight with Gattuso, and it was like it was like in his sixties. They they were an amazing trio. Um, Toby Ann and Dembele were probably that was bit my biggest trio that I, that I could think of of recent years. Like just the spine of the team, just like, just quality players, all of them. Um, yeah, it's probably the best I can think of. Um, I've got Dawson, Kabul and Nelson in the as the three centre backs <laughs> in the back five against Stevenage away, where we drew nil. <laughs> Good. If, if you can't win, that. don't lose. If you can't win, Clean don't sheet. lose. Clean yeah. sheet. Clean sheet. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back to the lane and smash him. I uh, suppose that... the only the only other one was um, the AVB years of Huddleston, Parker, and Livermore. You know, at home to West Brom. I remember going to the game and seeing that and thinking this is going to be a long, long afternoon. If it was one-one in the end. I was actually just sick a bit in my mouth because I, I used to, they they would I used to go to all those games and used to cause I, watching the game this weekend you look at it and you go this is what it's meant to be like it's a hot day people wearing t-shirts and you think in your head that's what football's like but actually for October November December January February March April it's freezing everyone's it's in like, horrible it's yeah. horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you walk up that that walk and sometimes it's raining and you just a little bit miserable you love it but you're expecting just boredom back in those like 2012 2013 days but hey here we are on the on the on the opposite side of a sunny win at Southampton did we expect it to be that easy Jack I don't I don't know if it necessarily was easy I think we made it look easy I think it could have been a very difficult game like Southampton are a really they're a strange team aren't they because you never really know what you're going to get with them like they they've got the capacity to chuck in an upset and they can be an awkward team to play against because normally they're quite a smart pressing side and they've they've not really got too many great individuals apart from Wal Prowse and when we saw his quality again um on Saturday. Um I mean I, I I wasn't at the game, I didn't watch it live, but from from reading about it and watching the highlights and that, it seemed like it was classic Spurs. You know, you let that 
goal in in the first 15 minutes and you think oh here we go and it didn't sound like we started the game particularly great but it was almost like we needed that to get ourselves into gear and from then on it looked like one of the most one-sided games for a long long time 4-1 really looked like flat Southampton it could have been five and six we had a lot of chance in the second half but Conte in his in his um interview after the game was saying he was really just pleased with the reaction of the team from going a goal down and it just seems like there's a little bit of a of a shift where normally, you know, we can see that early goal and you think it's going to be a frustrating afternoon. It's Conte on the side, getting all the players going. It just looked like the players grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and were like, we're not having this. This doesn't happen anymore to us. And um, some of the football we played was absolutely fantastic. But it, it looked like an easy game. I think it could, it had potential, especially at 1-0, to have been an awkward afternoon. But full credit to the players to have just, you know, absolutely steamrolled them. Chris, do you think, what was the feeling like in the ground when we went 1-0 down? Um, I don't think it was, I don't, it, it didn't feel doom and gloom. I think there's, there is a, there is a level of trust in this team and in what Conte is able to sort of, the sort of master, if you like, that meant that, the, you know, he didn't all get on, all get on their back. And funnily enough, I mean, I don't know, I think it was quite easy, even going 1-0 down, to be fair. You know, Pat, who sits next to me, as soon as, you know, he's, he, he, he he often does it where, like, he says, that's gone in. Or he just said, don't sit him down. Because as soon as it Royale, uh, Royale went down, you could see that something bad was going to happen. Um, but having said that, it was like that was all they really had. You know, um, it was their defending was pretty poor. You know, and and but I agree with Jack that Southampton are a weird team because they can both like be a great pressing team, great play, lovely football, and then concede seven and eight as they did last season. Um, weirdly, I thought the goalkeeper looked good. I know he let in four goals, but I quite liked his positioning. I quite liked um, the way he, talk, he was talking to his defence. Um, I don't know anything about him. I think he's a new goalkeeper. Um, so I, I thought that I thought he was good. <clears throat> But I wasn't worried, even at 1-0 down. I didn't think, oh, no, um, I, I wasn't worried at all. Um, and look, they looked like they loved it. And the buzz, the buzz was incredible. I got there quite early because I had to do something first. And there were people, like the high road was full at half past 11. There were people everywhere. And um, and the, and it just felt really nice. It felt like it felt like a positive, felt really positive. The thing I'm slightly worried about is that, Everyone I spoke to thinks that we're going to finish third and win a cup, which is what I think as well. And that's fine because that's what you think before a ball's kicked, right? You have that kind of unencumbered feeling of everything's going to be brilliant. But all the pundits think that as well. Yeah. And I don't like that as much. I like, but I much prefer them to write us off. Mm. Um, and that, because that was the other thing I thought, like, you know, watching match of the day later it was like look don't tell them all our secrets but you know what we scored four we could have scored eight and we had a, st- a nailed on penalty um turned down which they didn't show on match of the day i haven't watched the sky extended highlights so i don't know if it's on there but there was a blatant handball in the box like one that made the whole team chase after the referee and yeah. for me it's like if the whole team's chasing after a referee they're not going oh well maybe there might be a penalty there that was it was a penalty it must have been mm-hmm. um but I don't understand what VAR's for, to be fair. If there looks like there's a handball in the box and it doesn't even look. But, I mean, I no. guess that's one for another day. No one knows. Uh, so their keeper is a 20-year-old Irish fella. Played for Shamrock Rovers and then moved to City for three years where he did make an appearance. He's been at Rochdale and Port- Portsmouth on loan. He played pretty much every game for Portsmouth last season. Then he's gone to Southampton. And this is his is first he game. on loan or is he... A... They've bought him now. So right. he's made 73, 74 appearances in his career now. Um, they paid 12 million for him, which seems quite a lot for someone. Yeah. For a, but I can I just say good. on him? I thought we looked good. You can never trust a goalkeeper in short sleeves. Men, well, apart, apart from Casillas, name me, yeah. name me a good keeper that wears short sleeves. Don't exist. Buffon. Does he wear short sleeves? He has a thermal on underneath. That doesn't count. Wouldn't the opposite? Wouldn't the opposite pertain? Because actually, to be a goalkeeper, you need to be quite hard. So, what are you doing in short sleeves? So long think, sleeves. Some, summer game. Sleeves? Summer game. The ground's quite hard. You're going to be diving. 
you want long, so you're going to cut your elbows, isn't you? You want, you want long sleeves. I miss like the 90s padded elbows as well. I don't know why they don't have those back. And the the goalkeepers with those plastic ridges on it so they couldn't bend the fingers back. Big finger saves they were yeah, called, Why didn't they? they have those? They were Silly. amazing. They were literally had, like claw hands, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean... It's worth talking about a few individuals. Sassignon just seems to be going from strength to strength for us. I mean, it's worth remembering he was twenty-five million pounds. It's a huge amount of money, and he's 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 our thirteenth most expensive player of all time. You know, he and he he was a lot of money, uh, but yeah. he's only twenty-two now. I think he's beginning to. Oh no, he's only nineteen now. Or he was nineteen when we bought him, wasn't he? Yeah. He's I think people now. forget how young how young he is, and it's like. He had a really good end to the season, didn't he? Those last probably like ten games when he was just he was playing every week. He did really, really well. Um, I think he's a good player. He just strikes me massively as a confidence player. That if he starts a game badly, like is he able to recover from it? But he did well. Like you know, he's got quality in the final third because you know he's obviously started off as a winger, didn't he? When he was coming through at Fulham, so actually him as a wing back you'd expect him to be able to get a few goals and, and get a few assists and I was surprised I felt like he'd scored goals before when they said it was his first Premier League goal for us that I, I was a bit surprised at that but it's great to see him start the season well and, and hopefully he can make that position his own and with Perisic coming in like what a great person for him to learn from mm. you know if they're going to sort of rotate them in and out all season like it, there couldn't be someone better really for him. Is he related to Chip? Do you know the uh, rapper Chip? He lo- He looks like chip do you know i'm gonna i'm gonna google never that heard, i've never heard of him oh, so. you are not down mate. i know he's related he's related to his brother steve did um, you notice that the bbc so firstly i hope asd is not getting his black people mixed up um and no, secondly, i said that he's related to that's not is he no, I i'm just teasing you i'm just teasing <laughs> yeah. you um the bbc however did yeah. report that steven sessignon scored for spurs yeah saw that Oh, that's bad, isn't it? It's, I, just, I don't understand how they get these things so wrong. But I they, know. they had to apologise to Sterling as well, didn't they? That was awful. Do you see that? They that, where they had a um article about a player who's been accused of rape, and they put he put Sterling's picture on there. Was that the BBC? I'm pretty sure it was the BBC. I mean, I could be doing exactly what I'm complaining about now if it's not. But it happened to bad. um, it happened to Mendy, the the Chelsea goalie, didn't it? When the Man City Mendy and all of oh, his yeah. stuff, and, and it was the, the Chelsea goalie's picture was next to him. You just think, like, these are sports broadcasters, journalists. Like, how do they not know this stuff? What was that Arsenal player who got sent off? And it was Kieran Gibbs was yeah. sent off instead of Oxley Ox- Chen. Ox- yeah. That was one of the worst things ever. God, that was eight years ago. Blimey. Talking of mad things, and this might not be at all interesting, but um, there was news today that IKEA in Tottenham is closing down. And I had a whole conversation with someone about how it only seems like yesterday that it opened. And we checked. And do you know when it opened? I don't want to know. 2005. I thought it was 10 years ago. It's not. It was much more. But anyway. They're building all houses on it, aren't they? Is that right? I mean, I would be surprised. Yeah. Do you remember that there was like actually people got injured when it opened? Do you remember that? There was like a riot. So I, don't, I don't remember that. Look it up, it's famous. Um, Is that how the Tottenham riot started? No. No, okay. No, that, uh, was, that was Mark Duggan, wasn't it? Yeah, shouldn't obviously shouldn't make jokes about that, but not got much else going on in my life. The, um, <laughs> the uh, Cessignon came out and said that Conte said go out to the back post because Walker Peters is small and you will score a goal. And it was great to see. You can just see that there's a plan. And it's so good to see that. Are we seeing the Conte take effect? And it's not boring and it's not defensive at all, is it? Do we see a modern manager there? Well, look, someone sent me a thing today. And let me just have a look at it in terms of goals scored. And it's like, it's not that boring, the Conte ball. Because I think Mm. the most goals in 2022, Tottenham 51, Man City 50, Liverpool 46. And then it goes right down to Chelsea at 34 and Leicester at 33. And I think when you're a good manager... And those and what you the resources you have at your disposal are the goal scorers like Kane and Son. You're gonna score 51 goals, and he, you know. And I, I think, look, we know he loves a fullback, and you can see like Royale made that mistake, but actually had a decent he had a decent 
rest of the game. Perisic comes on, you can see his quality even for those few minutes. You know, and I'm, you know, I, I said this when we uh, did the preview ASD, and I, but I still think it's the case. Like, if not now, then when? Oh, then when? Yeah, if everyone stays that. fit, we've got to make sure that everyone stays fit, and then I think we've got a really good chance of doing something magical this season. Do you think we're playing a game that works to wing back, full back, whatever it is, to their strengths now, whereas we haven't before, and so that they, they we haven't seen the best out of our fullbacks for a few years now are we just playing in a way that suits them or is everything just sort of beginning to gel do you think i think we're just playing in a way which gives kane and son the freedom to not really have to track back like if you think back to nuno Mourinho, even potch when it like was turning quite sour at the end um they're always in their, they're in their own half all the time whereas like now when you watch us like Obviously, they do contribute defensively, but like you never. When was the last time you saw Kane sprinting back into his own half and making a tackle? Just doesn't do it anymore. He's clearly been instructed to stay up. Same with Sun. It's like we try to use the formation to free them up, um, and I think it's really working. I just think that Conte seems to have come in and done a simple job, not an easy job, but he's done a simple job. Just like this is what you're good at player x this is what I, what, what i need you to do and this is the formation we put and it's like everyone just seems to know their jobs now whereas if you think back to the last few managers that haven't been very successful we haven't really had a style we haven't really had an identity no one really knows it seemed like the team and the formation's changing every week but we're very settled you know like we could all write down what the 1 to 11 is going to be and you're going to get 10 out of the 11 right pretty much every single week i think it was quite telling that none of the new lads started i, yes. I was surprised at that but I also quite liked it that it's like just because we've bought you Basuma for twenty five million doesn't mean you're going to walk into the team like you've got to, you've got to get in. I thought the point of that that was because they both Perisic and Basuma came off injured in that game against Roma, is what well, I did heard. They? I mean Basuma nearly scored that absolute rocket when he came on anyway, didn't it? And I was like, whoa, that's a player that clearly wants to uh, wants to get in the first team. But we've just got options now, haven't we? And it feels like there's a little bit more of a of a squad. The only the only thing I think we lack is a different type of player. If you look at if you look at what we've got, we've basically got a first eleven and then a reserve eleven, and you can name exactly what player is going to come in for what player, and they will pretty much do exactly the same job, which is brilliant for consistency and squad depth. The only question mark is. In games where we're struggling maybe to break a team down, do we have that player that can do that? That's probably the only the only question mark that I've got about the squad now. But in terms of what Conte's created, it's a well-oiled machine, isn't it? Where it's like, if we lose Hoiberg for a game now, as brilliant as he's been, I don't worry as much knowing you've got Skip or you've got Basuma coming in. If you know if Kulusevski's not there, Richarlison comes in. It's, like, it's not as bad as last year. If any of those first-team players weren't there, you were thinking, oh, my word, like... We're going to really, really struggle. Um, so I'm a lot more confident in the depth of the squad now. And, you know, Conte's done well at, at building that out as early as what he has. It, like, it's so nice going into the first game knowing we've got a settled squad and like we're ready for the season, not, you know, getting three games in and scrapping around on deadline day and being like, oh, are we going to bring someone in or are we not? And then you end up getting a really, making a poor loan signing or so, you know, you end up scrapping around last minute and not really getting the tough player you want. Like what United are doing. Have you seen that? They're getting on out and Rabio. What is like? What? Like that's panic signing, and that feels like quite a lot of the time what we were doing. You you try and get your first you know name player, you didn't get it, and then you end up with someone you don't really want, and you stuck with them. Um, so yeah, I just think Conte the, the job he's done is fantastic. You know, he's made all of those players better than what they have been in the last twelve to eighteen months, and that is yeah. solely down to his coaching. Yeah. But it does. It is simple what he's done. He's just come in and he's gone. This is what the group can do. Let's do that. And what did you think? Yes, of Kane on Saturday. He had a quieter game, didn't he? Same yeah. as Son. They both were not. And I was really pleased that like we score four and Kane and Son don't really have that much of an influence on the game. Like when does that normally happen? Normally to score four, both of them are, you know what I mean, at their absolute peak and they're running the show. Um. It always takes Kane a little bit of time to get up and running, doesn't it? I'm not too concerned. It's, it normally takes him four or five games to really sort of hit his mark. So I'm, I'm quite relaxed. I think we'll see a, a switch when we play Chelsea where there's going to be a bit more positional discipline. Because if you have a look at Dyer's goal, the three furthest players who were furthest forward were Dyer, Davis, 
and Romero. You know, that won't happen mm-hmm. against Chelsea. So, I th- and I, I think it's when we can play a bit freer, then Kane will drop deep. I think this might be the season where we see Sun overtake him in importance to this team in terms of goal contributions or whatever. And Kane can just have a bit more of a consistent but relaxing season in a way. Like, he doesn't have to be involved in absolutely everything. He can just show quality. Um well, yeah. he, you know, there were a couple of occasions where he was out wide mm. and I was like, and it's good. And the ball you played is very nice, Harry, but there's no one in the middle. No. But I guess they'll figure it out, won't they? I mean, the first games of the season are always weird. Yeah. yeah. And it reminds me of, you know, when we used to sing Gareth Bale, he plays on the left. Remember that? When he used to come yeah. in on the right all the time and score every game, you know, one yeah. nil victories. Um, yeah. So it was, great to see, um, it was great to see Eric Dyer getting on the score sheet, though. I said this is his first competitive goal. Was it three years? I think they yeah. said. Um, just great. Just like him and Hoybio, just like the good guys of the team, you know. And it's like it's just pleased to see Die getting the credit. People saying, you know, always, you know, he, he's got to be in the England squad for the World Cup. And like, we've been saying it. He was brilliant last season. One of our probably had his best season for us last year. Yeah. And it's just good to see. It's weird with defenders, isn't it? They have to score, which they're not known for, for people to start noticing them. But it was another really solid performance from him. And he just seems to he seems to really enjoy marshalling that back three. It just really, again, really plays to his strengths. Yeah. Um, and he's looked he's looked a completely different player under Conte than he did the last two or three seasons before that. He's got fewer jobs to do, it feels, as well. Like now he, he is marshaled in defence. He doesn't have to be all over the place. He doesn't have to be winning every header. He doesn't have to be the aggressive one. He doesn't have to be the captain. He can just do his job because he's got he Davis. He definitely takes fewer risks on the ball now as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think back to a few seasons ago, and I don't know if that was because he wasn't in the team every week, so he felt like he needed to come in and play. I think maybe just having that confidence from a manager that's like, you're my main man at the back. Like I'm building this defence around you, and he's just he's become such a composed player, like better in the air. Like he's just he's really matured as as that centre back that you need in that back three. Did you see his um, Instagram post after the game? No. Where he said to Jaffa, he said, "I told Jaffa yeah. to put me in his uh, in his <laughs> fantasy Premier League team." Yeah. <laughs> That was great. I did. I did actually put him in my team. So there you go. Did you? Well done. Yeah. Oh, mine's terrible. I would have to rethink the whole thing. Wildcard classic wild first card week, week yeah. two. Yeah. Mate, I think I... It, do you know what? I've done that before. Wildcard week two, because like yeah. it just, you know, I think I might need to. I took a four-point hit, and I've got Harland in there. I did two transfers. Got Harland in there. I, I'm gone not wasting already. Heads already. Mate, <laughs> mate Harland is going to score I at least one goal every it. game. Every game he's going to score. He looked ridiculous. I don't want to talk too much about City and West Ham, but he looked ridiculous in that game. It it was just, it was like everybody else was in slow motion. Yeah. Like, for someone that size to be that quickest, uh, I mean, there were a lot of pundits, weren't they, saying, oh, Harlem won't make that much of a difference to City. They're already getting 95 points a year, but it's like, of course he'll make a difference. So, yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's an actual number nine. Like it just. And then it, he didn't score in the Community Shield, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're not going to be able to yeah. get in the Premier League." Like, yeah, it. just watch. Classic, yeah. isn't it? Um, worth talking about Kuduseski. I was a bit worried that he had a good six months or a good half yeah, a season, same. and same. then he's he's just come back and just been dominant. I think he's just so smart on the ball. There was a bit where. He was in loads of congestion in just outside the box and he put his foot on it, dragged it back and then passed it out wide. It was it was just lovely was great, to see man. for such a young man. It's about it's I, just because it's everything. Mm. That's what's so exciting. It's like he does that, he plays a perfect through ball, he plays a brilliant cross, he gets on the end of it. Oh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. He's, you know he's, what he is? He's a footballer that affects games. And like, I don't think that he's necessarily the most talented player in the world. But like, again, he knows what he can do and he affects games. He gets goals, he gets assists. And there are plenty of other footballers in the league that are But Jack Grealish, right, is a better footballer than Kulusevski. But who affects games more? Kulusevski. And you'd have Kulusevski in your team every single day of the week. Do you mean he's got more skills with a Z? I just think he's more of an all-round... There are more all-round complete players in the Premier League. Doing cool as that's I've made oh, yeah. the, the same the same debate with like Salah, right? There are there are wingers in the Premier League and w- wide forwards that are probably better footballers than him, but that guy just affects games. He just scores and assists every single week, and is not all about. 
Sorry? Who do you think? It, give me an example of who is a more complete, like Sun, maybe? Sun, even, I'm talking all-round footballers, like everything that they would bring to it. Even someone like Mares, like incredible player, doesn't affect games the same yeah, way. Yeah. Whereas like Salah will just be like, give him a goal. Like it's just clinical. And I feel like Kulusevski is one of those players. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't try and he doesn't slow the game down. If like he's just fantastic at getting you goals and assists. And he's just been, I, I agree with you yesterday. I did think that when the season ended last year, he was one of those players that he, he was like, everything he hit was in the back of the net. And it's like, you can't sustain that surely. But I mean, he started the season with a goal and an assist and it's like, maybe he can. Um, that was why I was pleased with the Richarlison signing, because part of me did think Kulusevski, he'll be good, but he can't be. He's at the same level as Kane and Son, if if we're being realistic. Like Kane and Son are the only players that have scored and assisted more since he signed. So he's at, he's at that level. Um, so to see him start the season the way he has, he looks fit as well, didn't he? I mean, they all do. But in particular, like he just he doesn't get tired when he just runs at the fullback all day long. Can we point that out as well about how the the, the goals and assists since January basically are th- three players from the same team? It's much easier to do it if you're one player from another team. But we've got three basically scoring assisting from each. Uh, unbelievable, um, and just a nice lad as well. Macedonian, isn't he? Macedonian and Swedish, which is always interesting. He seems quite humble as well, doesn't he? Like you know, he doesn't seem like this young superstar footballer he seems like he's quite grounded which mm. is a really good thing you want players like that Is Sweden in the World Cup should not know this sure. shouldn't we not sure no I, I don't think I don't think so uh, people are, we're not we're not here to actually you know share football knowledge ASD. it's not one of those podcasts is it that's what Google's for isn't it exactly <laughs> <laughs> or being right. other search engines are available yeah uh, Chelsea, I'm, I'm glad it's over earlier in the yeah. uh, year, to be honest. My most um, hated, hated fixture, plan Chelsea. Like, I just, just, it's not enjoyable in any way. We never seem to get a result against them. Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. We don't, but like, things have, cha- things have, things are changing. Things have, things are changing and things have to change. So, you know, I'm definitely up for going and, like, giving them a good pasting on Sunday. And they've made weird signings. I don't feel yeah. like they've strengthened that much. I mean, obviously, is a good player. We talked about that. But 60 million, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. And they only bought, it's not, it's not, how much they're buying for? 60 mil. It's a lot no, of money. No, no, how much is Brighton buying for, sorry? Oh, I don't know. Not a lot. How much far Brighton bought him for? He's not that many times better in one season. No. No, one season as well. That good deal. One for- season. But then they have bought Sterling. I thought Chelsea getting Sterling was a great buy. Was yeah, it 40, and- 42 million or something? Like, he's a, Sterling's a quality player. For people, he doesn't get the credit that he should for how good a footballer he is. I agree with you, actually, Jack. And I think, you know, and I think it will suit him being at Chelsea as well. So, sadly. They just don't have the striker, do they? It's, but like... I mean, even last year went and bought Lukaku, didn't they? And they didn't really play with him. Like it, Tuchel seems to like playing with Havertz, doesn't he? Up there is and not really having that that old school number nine. It just seems to be their style. Um, I know they didn't look great against Everton, but they're a, they're a dangerous team. They always will be. Like there's a lot of people writing Chelsea off for the top four. I think they'll be comfortably in third again this season. They're just they're a well-oiled machine, and they just always seem to do well. It doesn't matter who their manager is, how desperate things like they always do well. Um, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough game for us. It's a really good early test to see where we're yes. at um, and see how much of these players from last season grown and like. Can we go? Biggest thing for me is can we go there and just put in a good performance? It always seems like when we go to Stamford Bridge, we go there and we're a little bit timid and it's one of those performances where we don't really do a lot and we end up getting beat. I don't mind if we go there and lose at the weekend. I just want to see us go there and, like you said, Chris, like try and take the game to them try and test them a little bit like what what I don't want is for us to just sort of sit back and be a bit because we'll, we'll lose if we play like that um so I just hope that we go there with a bit of positivity and we try and be on the front foot from sort of the first whistle and then you never know you don't think that with the new ownership that somehow the tide will turn for them it's definitely going to change because they are there to make money yeah and they're not a club with history like United. I mean, it's just funny what's happened to United. They are a commercial first business, right? They are there to make money. 
And that's what's going to happen to Chelsea because it, it's not a single owner. It's one face of an investment group and they are there to make money from but this. They've gone, but they have gone big with some signings and like signing like experience players where they're not going to make money from that. Do you know what I mean? Like Koulibaly for whatever it is, like on a like four year deal. They've given Aspilicueta another couple. Like They're making sort of they're making signings that don't seem to be trying to make profit. I don't think it's making money on footballer player signings. I think it's making money from getting the brand big, you know, and I think that would be more consistently second and third and fourth rather than spending big to win things. It, it, I do think this is the a turning point. And Ethan Ampadu, I didn't realise he played for Chelsea. He's just been out on yeah. loan everywhere. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a well, he's half decent player for Wales. Can I tell you quickly, I've uh, just come back from holiday just outside Aberystwyth and um, we we drove into it. It was a barn we were staying in in a farm. A guy called Patrick was my Airbnb host. Drove in, and then there's a Welsh football uh, flag, and then a hand painted sign that was like uh, about Euros 2020, 2021 or 2020. Um, Nineton Davis. Oh, that's interesting. Why him? Like he's not a big player for Wales. He plays for Sheffield United. Who? Sorry, what's the name? His name's Norrington Davis. It's Reese Norrington Davis. So yeah. I went on his Wikipedia. His dad's name's Patrick, army guy from Wales. He's been born just from outside Abba. I'm staying in Reese Norrington Davis's dad's place where he grew up. And okay. so his dad was away for the first half. But second half, I bought a T-shirt from the Spirit 58 Oh, God, you must shop. have loved that. Mate, I was Jack, that shop that was shut in Barlow. Yeah. Um, I went back there and I bought a T-shirt which had um, the name of the lineup from the Ukraine game that we beat them. 2-0 mm. in, um, 1-0. And it had Norrington Davis on there because he was in the squad. So I'm chatting to his dad with his dad's name on the T-shirt. Really weird. That's his dad really went cool. and got me a um, signed picture, which I'm buzzing for. It's in my little special box on there. Um, but I loved it. It was just like, it felt a weird connection. But anyway, sorry. Uh, so Chelsea, what do we, I think we can beat them. I, I'm, this is the most confident I've ever been going into a Chelsea, Chelsea game. I'd absolutely bite your hand off at a draw. Is Ziyech still there? Is who? Hakim, Hakim Ziyech. Do you remember he Ziyech, played? Yeah, 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 he's still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to leave, didn't he? Yeah, he's still there. He's another day player. That's the, this is the thing with Chelsea. It's like they've just got such a deep squad of so many dangerous players that can come on and change it. And That's it. Our record, obviously, our record at the bridge is not great. Our record against Chelsea is not great. I, if we get a draw, it'd be a fantastic result, no matter what the circumstances. Like if we if we don't lose, that would be a real that would feel like a real statement. I think we'll go in and compete. I really, really do, because I, I I I don't see like you have a look. Aspilicueta is really old now. Thiago Silva's really old now. And then they've lost but then they were the same last year, weren't they? And we, you know, I I always think like I, I try to go into this Chelsea away game because like if you do analyse it and you look at the teams you think oh maybe you know maybe we could we just never seem to be able to get anything against them so that's just why I think a draw would be I mean three points oh god it would be amazing I don't um I don't even know if I really I don't want to sound too negative because the season just started but I don't even I don't I don't expect to draw I expect to probably go there and lose how how weird is it I reckon we're more confident going away to City than we are to Chelsea and we are definitely Chelsea's the game. Even Chelsea at home, we just we see, there just seems to be something in that fixture at the moment for us that's really tricky. Chris, what do you think? Um, my head says we'll get beaten. My heart says we're going to go and smash them. I think so. I, this is, if not now, when? I'm just going to use that all the time. Now, then when exactly? Um. And just as an aside, we're recording this at 8.45 on Monday evening. I've just had a news alert, which has made me very sad as a woman of a certain age, that Olivia Newton-John has died. Oh, really? Yeah. And that Because I loved Greece so much when I was a kid. It was like one of my favourite things. She was 73. Really I know she's had breast cancer a couple of times, so I don't know if that's what it, what it was, but sad times. Sad. My dad's going to be very sad too. That's sad. Bless her. So, um, you know, she was the one that we all wanted at one point, including there it is. Sad by the sad things. <laughs> there it is. But, God, that Shearer, Amy Winehouse joke on Match of the Day, did you catch oh, that? Oh, 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 I, oh, can I just say, my initial my initial reaction is, like, I wanted to turn Match of the Day off, 
And then five seconds later, I was like, I want this content every week. I was like, I want Shira and Ian Wright cracking jokes. I was like, it was, it was incredible. It's the far too was, close. I did the same thing. <laughs> he set it up, didn't he? As he said it, I was like, I, just, I at the, you know, almost at the same time, I just muttered Valerie under my breath, oh, and I was like, oh my god, I'm making dad jokes because clearly those are, you know, it's a dad joke. It's coming from Shearer, it's a dad joke. It is too close to the old match of the day, Colin Murray too. Do you remember match of the day two when Colin Murray and he tried to be, it tried to be, I don't know, Soccer Saturday or and Talk Sport yeah. just didn't yeah. work, did it? Two uh, one to Tottenham is my prediction. Jack. Oh, 1-1. Chris. 2-0. 2-0. Come on. I would love that. Because yeah. I was thinking about the greatest games we've had away there. And the one that came to me was Ericsson and then Delhi scoring twice. Yeah, oh, that? that's brilliant. What a game. Because we went 1-0 down, that. didn't we? And then that was incredible. Uh, scored. Uh, was that in a 1-1? Do you remember that? 2-2. That, Two, 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 two draw. Sigurdsson scored in the second half. That's it. That's it. That was a great game as well. But we haven't I had much there, have we? A little bit of time today writing a, you know, re-kind-of-purposing our statement about a particular chant. So if you're listening to this before mm. the game and you're going to the game, please don't sing it because it just gives us all a massive headache and uh, makes a lot of people feel like that suddenly their football club isn't theirs. Yeah, just move on from it. Don't need to do it. Exactly. Could we just Whatever. could we just circle back to the Southampton game and just talk about the amazing own goal from Salisu? Circle, circle back. Yes. Yeah, let's let's touch base on that, shall we? Um, I just like don't know how it. I mean, like, what was he, what was he doing? It was incredible. I like I I just love professional footballers that can only kick the ball with one foot. I find them amazing. I was like, I want to see a, a game of just pure one-footed players I think it would be incredible to see it it feels like left-footed one-footed players are even more extreme than like that's a right footer that can't use their left mate that's Kudusevsky he has not got a right foot it was just it was so it was a comical own goal and it just got me thinking about like all of those old blooper videos you know of like the best yeah, own yeah. goals that has ever been in the Premier League and it, some of them are incredible like people like volleying the ball into their own face and then it going in the top corner and so that Salisu one would definitely be up there well one I saw today that was sort of in reference to that was um Reggie because Reggie like proper sliced it over Loris's head last season didn't he yes yeah it wasn't there a uh... Did we do it against Arsenal, Chelsea? Was it Walker passing back, uh, Rose passing back, and the, to uh, and uh, Larice was in the wrong half for goal? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, Re- Trippier did it, didn't he, against Chelsea? A game at the Bridge. Or was it? Yeah, that maybe that's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Carl Walker did it against Man United as well. I think maybe. I just I I love comical own goals. I just think like it's proper Sunday league when it happens. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. like. This is the the top like one percent of footballers in the world, and like sometimes even they forget how to kick a ball properly. And yeah. I think it's just brilliant. Excellent circle back, Jack. Thank you. You're Have welcome. You You're taken welcome. notes, Chris. You can you send them round after this? <laughs> I don't know why I'm the secretary, but okay, SD. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's almost too easy. <laughs> Uh, oh. There's been an adaption to Maldini or Rodon. Sorry, Rodon doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's worth saying in 12 seasons in, there is zero editing that happens now. I mean, when we first started 12 years ago, there was, I used to try and get all the ums and ahs out and all that sort of stuff. None of that now. None of that. This is about as raw as you get. No need. It's just all gold. Yeah. The best editing catastrophe, it was maybe four or five seasons ago when someone said something really that they shouldn't have said on the podcast. And ASD went through and edited it out and then released the unedited version, which was absolutely, again, we're talking about bloopers. There you go. That was incredible, that was. (laughs) That was incredible. I can't remember that at all. I I think Stato brought one of his. That's amazing. Strange points of views. Yeah. I do love him. Uh, so Maldini or Rodon is no more. It's now Maldini or Romero because that's actually a bit more serious, you know. I'm I'm playing down the Welsh caricature and it's because uh, obviously I'm going to be very passionate for the group stage while we're still in it in November. But it's 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 just quite calmer now. So uh, I've got a few. Um, I've got ten. I think I've got here. Uh, the first one's going to be Modric or Drogba. 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 
Jack. Mod Modric. Drogba scores in all those cup finals. Iconic striker. This is ASD's quiz. It's definitely Modric. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was worth saying for the rules for this, this is, um, there was a ruling, I think it was in 1964, or there was a court case in 1964 in America where they were talking about pornography and things like that. And one of the, uh, they were finding it really hard to define what hardcore pornography was. And one of the lawyers or the legal people said, uh, it's very hard to define, but you know it when you see it. And that's the the, the feeling behind this. This is who you're having. You, you don't, you, it's really hard to put your finger on it because people try to make logical arguments for it, but it's just who you're having. So it is Modric. And you, so the rules are, I'll give you two, or the host of the quiz will give you two players. They've already pre-selected a player uh, and you have to say who you're having. If you match that player, you get a point. So Jack's chosen Modric. Chris? Um, I don't care what you say about Drogba or that it's your quiz. I think it has to be Modric, I think. But apart from anything else, regardless of longevity, look what he was still doing at the back end of last season. 100% Modric. Five Champions Leagues, is it? He's won. It's ridiculous. Like, the it? Most of anyone ever, isn't it? Joint most. Incredible. He, he must be, if he was a club, he must be what, the, like the third highest winningest club, maybe the fourth. Um, yeah, obviously it's Modric. I love Drogba, uh, but it's Modric. It, it is interesting because Jack tries to play the game, but Chris always just does what she wants, uh, does the right answer for her, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> I've got uh, real Ronaldo. How I live my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Real Ronaldo, Cristiano, Chris. Uh, Real Ronaldo, I um, don't ever will never vote for an alleged rapist. I'm going to say alleged, so we don't get sued. It's got to be Real Ronaldo. Just, I mean, just for the haircut alone, it's enough he, reason. He was the greatest striker in the world. I think Cristiano is the great like he's just what anyone can be and he's just a, a beacon of hard work whereas real Ronaldo was one of the greatest footballers ever and it's, it's easy to forget so obviously it's a real Ronaldo it's so if you go into TK Maxx which I do a lot um Cristiano still got you get packets of pants for kids Cristiano like young girl and young boy pants that Cristiano Ronaldo branded it's really weird um anyway Jack Ronaldinho or Ryan Giggs oh, Ronaldinho but like, right. like, but like, you 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 can't off. Can I read out what the um, Ryan Giggs achievements are? Will that will that help at all? It it will not change my mind. Ronaldinho was like the player. The, the he's the f the first player in like more of the modern era that I just remember watching and thinking, what is he like? What? Like, how is he doing that? Like, how many players are there out there that can score a goal against your bitter rivals and the fans will applaud it? 13 Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, three League Cups, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight FA Community Shields, two Champions Leagues, Club World Cup. Brilliant player, Giggsy. Brilliant player, his, but like, not, nothing on Ronaldinho. Put his name into Google today. The I've first just, thing I've you'll see yeah. is Ryan Giggs subjected ex-partner to a litany of abuse headbutted her, did whatever else. So apart from anything, apart from that, Ronaldinho. Why can't people just be nice? Did you see the <laughs> stuff recently? Ronaldinho got arrested in, I think he, I think it was in Brazil, and there was just a video of him like in prison in the courtyard just having a kickabout with the, with the other people that were there. It was like, yeah. could you imagine, imagine getting nicked in Brazil when you, you, <laughs> you know, you're there, you're being, you're thinking, oh, God, how am I going to get this? And then and it's like, Ronaldinho is like, do you want to have a kickabout? It's obviously Ronaldinho, scorer of my favourite debut goal of all time. If if you go and watch that, he he picks up on the halfway line, cuts inside, and smashes it at, from thirty five yards out. I love that goal he scored against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. You know, he had the ball in the edge of the box and he just yeah. stopped, and he just like he almost like danced on the ball, didn't he? And then just like toe poked in the court. It was an incredible player. I, I yeah, and people forget Giggs is mixed race. He's half from Sierra Leone. His dad is Sierra Leone, and his brother is much darker from which I, I find very interesting yeah obviously it's Ronaldinho uh not not a good start everyone's on three points uh Rooney or Henri Chris oh well, that's a hard one because Rooney is because Rooney is the all-time like you know he's up there in terms of Premier League goal scoring 
and actually is probably more of a, a bit more of an all-round player in terms of when he got a bit later in his career, you know, being able to sort of play a bit more of a playmaker role. But and I, I hate to say it because obviously Arsenal, but in his pomp, like like Henri kind of gliding and what he did, for, you know, gliding through across the pitch and what he did for that um for that team. My partner's a scouser, but she doesn't want to claim him because he's a bit of a twit, isn't he, Rooney, really? It's an understatement. I think, I think I'm going to go, um, I think I'm going to go Henri. Jack? Oh, it's such a difficult one. There aren't many players that you can compare to Rooney and say that Rooney's not your choice, Like, but Henri was just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. If you were doing an all-time Premier League 11, they would both be in it. And it's like, what one of them could you probably not leave? You couldn't leave Omri out. You just could. But it's got to be, it's got to be Omri, but only like, only there's probably only three or four players that you would take over Rooney, and Omri's probably one of them. Gone for Rooney just for the just all roundness, you know, just for okay, just being. Yeah, yeah. He know, was incredible. He's incredible, incredible player, Rooney. Just underrated, I think. Man United fans don't rate him as much as everyone else does. Weirdly, I think they've got a weird relationship with him. Um, and the Colleen Rooney wag for Christie stuff is is amazing too. Henri never did that. Um, <laughs> Suarez or Kaká, Chris? Kaká. I don't vote for racists. It's very hard to do this quiz without finding people. You're putting them all out pe- today, ASD, to be fair. Like, it's, literally, like... It's very hard to do this without finding someone who's done something. I know, but he... Like, I tell you what, even before that, that handball against Ghana in the semi-final is one of the... Semi-final of the World Cup is one of the greatest travesties I've reckoned? ever seen. 100%. Oh, that I was, can't like, unbelievable. It. Oh, I loved it. What I used to do in the... It's what we used to do in the school playground. Me and my friend Murta, shout out to Bert, Murta Hilmi, we used to say, we used to call it the magic hand because we were like, do you know what? If the defender handballs it, you've still got a chance of saving the penalty, which is exactly what Suarez did there. I imagine um, some might say you're you're more alike than Luis Suarez than, than uh, you want to admit, Chris. <laughs> but, you know, um, I love wow. player did that to get you through to a semi-final or a final. Thierry Henry did it against Republic of Ireland. Do you remember the handball? Don't be cheap. You know, um, it's a it's a difficult. Kaka was incredible, like incredible footballer. Suarez, I'm gonna go for Suarez. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm gonna go for Suarez. I went Suarez just because he's just done it ever. Um, Kaka that that night he destroyed Man United. Yeah. He, that he goal at Old Trafford when he makes is it Rio and Vidic just run into each other? They is just it collide. Wes Brown? I think it might, it, it might it, have been Wes Brown. It sounds like it probably would have been Wes Brown. That that is a humiliation. You know when um, Messi sat down, uh, Boateng. Yeah. It's that level of embarrassment. Yeah. All right, let's speed this up. Xavi or Iniesta, Jack? Oh my word! I know that you hate that. Oh, you can't. I you don't know to. if I'm going to be able to answer Quickly this one. as well. Um, bored. If I have to pick one of them, I'd pick Iniesta. Yeah, I'd go Iniesta as well. Yeah, me too. It's it's it feels really harsh. Uh, Chris, is it Dan or Messi? It's, it's pretty easy. Is it Dan? I think it's Zidane. I know. Look, look at both of your faces, but I just think the the majesty of Zidane, um, and there's just something I find deeply irritating about Messi. Oh really? Yeah, like it just just slightly gets on my nerves so um Zidane one of my um I might talk about his tax evasion yeah um one of the my favorite YouTube videos for football to watch is just Zidane first touch Zidane the scientist as well do that They're just it's just like people pinging the ball from 70 yards and it's just like it's like someone's just rolled it to him like Messi greatest player that's ever played the game I feel so as well but Zidane Zidane is my maybe favourite because like, everything is iconic, like the hair, the kits, like at that time, that Juve kit, that the Real headbutt. Madrid kit, the headbutt is amazing, like the Predator boots, classic, like that is what I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I don't, when I look at Messi, I don't think of iconic kits, I don't think of iconic boots, maybe a haircut, just iconic goals. Um, right, that was that was from my, I googled the top 50, the top 100 players of all time and I just picked relatively recent ones. Now I've got three 
more recent one. So Crouch or Heskey, uh, Jack? I'll be Crouchy. Come on, surely. Great footballer, great podcaster. What's not to love about? Great dancer. What's not to love? Just to be contrary, because I think I'm more behind anyway, I'm going to go Heskey for probably the world's greatest middle name. I always remember this. Um, I've heard it in a quiz once. It is magnificent. What is it? Ivanhoe. <laughs> <laughs> William Ivanhoe Heskey, that's right. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's always stayed in my mind. I you feel like ASD, if you, if you haven't picked Heskey as the answer, you should change it just based on that. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to. Um and that oh. brings it to 6-5 rather than 7-4. Do you know what he's doing now? He's the head of football development and interim manager of Leicester City Women. Women, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did know that, yeah. That's great. That's such brilliant knowledge, Chris, that. Excuse <laughs> middle name. That's great. Uh, right then. Um, who's it now? Chris Friedel or Rayner? As much as I like Friedel, I think Rayner achieved more um as a goal you know in terms of what he won and stuff although yeah, you probably I'm, went Friedel so I'm gonna go Friedel I, I love Friedel I don't know why I just really really liked him but it's like one of my favourite Spurs goalers I went Rainer for similar reasons just sort of tapas and stuff but the I idea, take back changing the changing the mark for Heskey yeah you back three to points ahead now uh, but like the it, do you remember when we bought Hugo we had one of the best keepers in the world just sitting on the bench because they just wanted Riedel to keep that run going. Do you remember he was the most consecutive appearances in the Premier League? It's like 304, 312, something crazy. Yeah. All right, the final one before Maldini or Romero, and I don't think you know who I've done for Maldini or Romero, is Carragher or Milner, Jack? Um, oh, that's quite, that's quite a good Mil Milner, he's been at the top for quite a few years, in his late thirties now, yeah, better, better player. I've Chris. gone Carragher because oh, I think, no. I think, what Jack said is fine, but actually, if <laughs> you look you. at, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at Carragher, and again, like the number of appearances, what he, he managed to achieve, being pretty like, at the time, actually, I thought he was quite mediocre, but when you look at it with through in the rearview mirror considering like what some of the top defenders are like now i think you realize quite actually how good he was although you've got milner i've got milner but yeah. it you've charmed me but <laughs> easy brent easy but I, I, i'm gonna keep you charm me uh i'm gonna keep it as is so seven six to jack but because i'm true to myself uh jack maldini or romero it has to be Maldini. Like, you can't. Chris. Maybe not. Romero. It's the correct answer. It's 7-7. Seven, seven. It's a draw. It's a good draw to start the season. I'll take that. Yeah, right. Well, you're doing the one next week. Which will be a proper quiz. <laughs> All about middle names. <laughs> so get revising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I... I was going to do fancy league update, but I don't. I'm not actually part of the the league yet, so I will join and I'll do an update. But any other business? I can business, tell you, is top. If you yeah, want. go on then. You know? yeah, it's you. It's Jack, and I'm practically there bottom. There you go. So annoying. Jack takes this way too seriously, though. I've got other things to do in my life, haven't I? Just got people to see, stocks to to buy. Um, <laughs> we talk about how bad Man United off thirty seconds. He should get signed. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. I I think it's hilarious how bad Man United are and oh, how my poor dad. It's it's embarrassing because the it feels like the the old class of '92 are now moving away from the idea that it's that that heritage still lives. Do you know what I mean? Like it's gone now. They are now not a winning club. I don't. Feel but they like... haven't made they haven't made any signings from last season. You've no. brought a new manager in, like. They're, they, they're actually weaker than what they were last season because Ronaldo's no longer there to put the ball in the back of the net for them. So they, they've got no identity. So like people can't be surprised that they lost to Brighton. Like you can't be like nothing has changed in the team. You know, so why all of a sudden are they going to be a side that can compete for the top four like that? I think that they'll probably be 
between eighth and tenth this season, round about there. Like I, I don't think that they'll be good enough to finish in the European spots. Like they're not. They're just not a great team. Like their starting eleven's pretty poor. But then if you like, you looked, have you seen the bench? Like you know, McTominay and Fred is just centre midfield is pretty underwhelming. But like, what happens when one of them's not there? Who? Who plays? Who's next? Like they just—they—they've got a really, really shocking squad. Ten Hag's got a job on there. He—he he really has. And I'm just being intrigued to see. He's a very good see. coach, though. I don't think he's going to be he is. for them. He is. I just—I'll be very intrigued to see how patient will they be. You know, because with any with any new manager, it takes a bit of time, doesn't it? So it's like, if in, if at the end of October they're fifteenth, you know, how what's their what's their threshold of like? No, this is too bad. I just cut up, but I don't think they'll do anything United this season. I think he's going to look like 60 in six months' time. I don't know how he's going to go more bald, but he, I really feel for him because he's got such a job on his hand. He just has to be strong and turn it round and like dump Cristiano. Like he has to just be strong in his decisions and you could even just do what Fergie do and did and just start playing youth players and just be like, we, we're at least going to get some identity back because I cannot wait to see this Tottenham team play against that defence. Like, we will well, tear them apart. United, United have got Liverpool in a couple of games, haven't they? Can you, like, was it was it 5-0 at Old Trafford last year? Like, it could be worse than that. It really could. That That is a result that no one will ever forget. But Nunes against Maguire... Ugh. Yeah. Lol. Good to see though. Good good, also, good to see. Good to see Christian Eriksen. Let's just see if they're as bad as we think, because I think it's one of those things where we thought they were terrible under Solskjaer, and they still managed to finish fourth. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but good to see Christian Eriksen playing again, though. Like, yeah, genuinely, that was brilliant. And as I say, I don't feel as badly about Manchester United because my dad's a Man United fan. I went around there yesterday and him and the cat were sitting and watching the game. But by 20 minutes in, the cat had scarpered because he was shouting <laughs> at the telly so much. <laughs> brilliant. All right, well, Jack, Chris, thank you. Uh, it's been a fantastic start to the season. It's lovely to see you. Um, and whatever happens... Don't forget, the future's bright, the future's Lee White. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsmann, We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanche Flower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.